Hey, we're going to take a little break here and talk about interstate batteries. Now, if you're like me, enjoying the great outdoors, you need gear that is as reliable as it gets. That's why I power my adventures with interstate batteries. I use interstate batteries in my boats. I use interstate batteries in my camper. Great for your truck, too. From Alaska to Montana, they're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today. First Light has always made the world's best base layers. They're warm, breathable, silent, and odor-resistant. But the women's fit and the gear weren't meeting our demands, so we went back to the beginning and rebuilt everything. Re-engineering the gear with the most dedicated female hunters in mind, First Light modernized the fit and added more sizes, colors, and camo patterns. I personally have been testing the women's gear over the last couple of years, uh, from the mountains in Idaho to the plains in Nebraska, and I feel like the fit especially has landed in a much better spot. It's more true to size. It's not as tight and binding in certain areas like a lot of women's fit. Uh, all of the pieces, to me, got an all-around upgrade. It's awesome to see. So for yourself or as a gift, this Mother's Day, pick up First Light's new women's merino wool and get free shipping on all orders containing women's gear. Available now at F-I-R-S-T-L-I-T-E dot com. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by Ryan Callahan, Sam James, Christine Sawicki, Chili, Hansi Dershmeyer, and Mackenzie Elmquist. This is a 10-round quiz show with questions from Meat Eater's four verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. Before we move on, though, Phil, tell us about uh, your outfit over there. Yeah, I'd love to. Hey, Spencer, really quick, I've watched you do this for a while, and I've always uh, wanted to try something like this. Is it okay if I ask just like kind of like a preliminary first question? Yeah, yeah. What do Is you that got? okay? Okay, <laughs> give, give me one sec here. <laughs> okay. I'm going to cut to the uh-huh. uh, cut to the question screen. I'm going to go over here. Uh-huh. All right, can you guys read that? Okay, let's see. I'm going to read it out for you. This next great question was sent to us by <laughs> Phil the Engineer. Um, if you have a question that you think is right for Mediator Trivia, please send it to trivia at themediator.com. Uh-huh. In the past four and a half years that Phil has worked at Meat Eater Inc., how many times has he taken more than three consecutive days off? Now, before before anyone answers, um, for the people who can't see, Phil has a sun hat on. He's got a belly shirt um, with a Hawaiian shirt open on top of it and sunglasses. I'm going to say the answer, Phil, is uh, zero times. You're right. Okay. Good job. And that's for, I just also want to say mostly because HR is here. Yeah, that is of no fault. That is of no fault <laughs> of Mediator Inc. That is mostly a me problem. I'm kind of a control freak, uh, yeah. much like our, our, our intrepid host over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I finally decided to schedule a week off. Yep. You know, Ooh, I had kind go. of a busy summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sent Spencer um, the, the, the iCal invite and he mm. immediately shot back saying, oh shit. 
oh no, uh, is are you sure? Is this the only time mm-hmm. that you can do this? And I said the same thing. Well, I, you know, I'd rather not come in during this week. I'm finally taking a vacation. Um, and Spencer said, I'm really sorry, uh, but we have to do this. Uh, it's, it's, it's tournament time. Mm-hmm. So, so here we are. Um, I'm in vacation mode. Mm. That's, that's what this is. I've got my, my uh, Star Wars tiki mug, mm. uh, clearance rack stuff off Target I bought yesterday just for this. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. I, I like being here. Um, the only reason I said yes is because I like Spencer and I like trivia mm. even more. Um, but, you know. I'm off the clock, baby. Mm-hmm. You can't stop me. <laughs> well, thank you, Phil. You didn't have to uh, sneak any kind words in there. Um, very but, much appreciate what Phil was doing. But he chose to. He did. Where were you he supposed did. to So be? generous. I hope you snuck a pina colada into the tiki mug, though. <laughs> I, I, I was planning on it, uh, mm-hmm. Hansi, but honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm out of my my good rum, and so this is ice water. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also it's, also, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> on a Tuesday. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's never saw me. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, Phil. Much appreciated. And as Phil said... This isn't any regular old game of Meat Eater Trivia. This is episode one of the 2023 Meat Eater Trivia Tournament. There are four episodes total, and by the end of the last one, we'll have crowned a champion of Meat Eater Trivia for 2023. How does the room feel about playing with the stakes being so high? Terrified. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like that we're number one. Number. This is episode <laughs> one. That's right. Yeah, that's good. Spencer, tell us how the bracket's going to work. Bracket is going to work. I'll explain it right here. Here's how this is going to work. Episode one is a qualifying round with seven players, two of which will move on to the championship. Episode two is a qualifying round with seven new players, two of which will also move on to the championship. Episodes three and four are the championship rounds. Those will feature the four qualifying players, as well as our reigning champion, Brody Henderson, Steven Ranella, Giannis Putellis, and Randall Williams. Brody, Steve, Giannis, and Randall have the most victories in 2023, so they're getting an automatic bye to the championship. Now, you'll notice there are only six players in this room. I said seven. Chester was supposed to be here. He had to bail last minute. Um... Something out of his control. So I let him play, and we are going to keep score for Chester throughout the game to see how he does. There's a chance that he could make it to the championship. Just to uh, put in perspective, what's mm-hmm. the winner get? Bragging rights, or is there more to it? The winner, we, we will get to that at the end. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this part right now. We have a plaque um, that is hanging up somewhere. Mm. Is it in here, Phil? Do we know? I think it's outside on one of the shelves okay. in the little entryway. We have a plaque yeah. that will make its way in here, which has the champion's name on it, and our reigning champion, Brody Henderson. He's the only name on it right now. Now, for the stat of the week this week, we're looking at the performance of players from last year's tournament qualifying episodes in the two play-in shows from 2022. Our competitors averaged 5.07 correct answers per game. And here's our zero percenter question of the week, which tests how much knowledge players have retained from previous shows. This question was from a qualifying round last year. The topic was biology and nobody got it right. If you know the answer, just shout it out. How many legs does a lobster have? Eight. Eight. Eight is not right. Shit. Six. Nope, that is not right either. Ten is correct. The correct answer was ten. The incorrect answers given in that game were eight, six, and five. Now, Phil, you noted afterwards that there was some reason, maybe from Finding Nemo, that you knew that lobsters had ten legs. 
Oh no, that was from Moana. Moana, okay. Yeah, there's a, mm. there's a. Um, I'm actually not even sure exactly which animal he is, but he calls himself a decapod, which is there you go, mm. ten legged yeah. critter. <laughs> Phil would have got that one right. Yeah. And we have some housekeeping. Actually, I take that back. We are skipping the housekeeping portion of today's show. But there's one final note about the tournament before we move on. Listeners with a keen ear will notice that the questions from this week and next week resemble each other. Because they're both qualifying rounds, I designed the scripts to have similar themes and difficulties. Now, the Shelby Index for today's round is a three, so our winner should get six correct answers. And with that, we're on to the game of trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? Just tend to win everything. So moody. <laughs> the lighting. Game on, suckers! Round one. Whoa. I love that I like that. In there, That's Phil. fun. How'd you get that voice? Is that your voice, right? Oh, no. I, I had like a little speech generator mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Something Question like one. That. The topic is public lands. And as always, this will be multiple choice. Which of these animals is not found in New Mexico's Gila National Forest? Is it a coos deer, mountain goat, Canada goose, or black bear? <laughs> oh, no. Very good, Phil. Which of these animals is not found in New Mexico's Gila National Forest? Coos deer, mountain goat, Canada goose, or black bear vacation mode phil obviously spent so some of his aggressive. vacation mode or <laughs> some of his vacation prepping uh little sounds and and uh easter eggs for our audience that's right which Where of these animals to be, phil? oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> good this is how va- phil vacations at home he was having a staycation oh. he said that's right so that's why i've got cheap cheap clothes um cheaper music and uh <laughs> cheaper rum <laughs> Public lands, which of these animals is not found in New Mexico's Gila National Forest? Coos deer, mountain goat, Canada goose, black bear. Has anyone been to the Gila National Forest in this room? Many times. Many times. Do you know this one? I know what I've found there. Okay. You've seen some of the things in some of these choices? For sure, two out of those four. Okay. Coos deer, mountain goat, Canada goose, black bear. I'm trying to like read your eyes to see which ones you're looking well, at. Well, <laughs> I mean, I argue with Spencer on the answers to these supposedly well-defined questions oh, all the time. Let me, yeah. let me, I mean, let me say this yeah. too. Because the stakes are so high, I had Randall Williams fact check all of these questions, make sure there was no wiggle room for anyone to argue, uh, no possibility of there being an error. So with that said, if you have a complaint, I'm going to have you file with Randall instead mm. of me. Um, he was the last line of defense from anything here being wrong. Nice diversion. Does everybody have an answer? Hmm. I promised myself I was going to listen to my intuition. Okay. And, and you're not? Round. And you... I think I'm I think I'm going to stick with it. Okay. Yeah. Sam doing some erasing. Is everybody ready? Yes. Go ahead and reveal... Your answers, we have Cal saying mountain goat. Oh, that's, that's Chili promising. saying black bear. Hansi saying Canada goose. Mackenzie saying mountain goat. Christine saying mountain goat. Sam saying Canada goose. <laughs> the correct answer is mountain goat. Yes. 
a few folks got it right. The closest mountain goats to the Gila National Forest are located about 300 miles north in Colorado. Canada geese spend winter in the forest, while black bears and coos deer found sporadically throughout the forest. The Gila National Forest is the fifth biggest national forest in the country. And I tell you that Chester got that one right. All right, Chester. Kyle, which other one have you not seen? Well, the Canada goose would be like, I. it's a migratory bird. goes wherever mm-hmm. it wants. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, sure geese are in the Gila. Um, but I haven't. Like, I can't have not say, personally like, yeah. seen one. Okay. I've called a black bear in with a cow call. On accident? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I've seen coos deer and, and found their sheds in the Gila. So. Cool. Question two, the topic is hunting. This is our listener question of the week, which was won by Steve Corson for sending this great question. He's going to get a book signed by Steve. Name one of the 10 most popular male dog names in 2022, according to the American Kennel Club. Cal with an extremely quick answer. A lot of confidence over here. I got a question on this question. What do you, what do you got? So you said one of 10. Can one we put multiple of, options down? You cannot. Down? You put multiple and you get it wrong. I feel like that's a valid question. Name one of the 10 most popular male dog names in 2022. Cal, please explain your confidence. Oh, I mean. You're just I, a dog I, guy. It's a good guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we should play just real briefly mm-hmm. the 10 most common uh, dog names in fishing towns. Oh, oh, you yeah. think you know that one? Oh. Everybody okay. in Bozeman has a dog named Madison. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my one, parents did growing up, too, so I can't say anything bad about it. Name but. one of the 10 most popular male dog names in 2022, according to the American Kennel Club. How many dog owners do we have in the room? Sam? I got a dog. Everyone except Chili and Christine. Landlord won't let me have it. Mm. I blame them then. I get this wrong. I do. Limb them forever. Oh, I feel like this is so obvious, but now that it's obvious, I can't think about it. Phil, you're a dog, dog owner, park. right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to. Okay. Yeah. Phil, no. what's your dog's name? Yeah. <laughs> Mango. Well, I'm, I can't say anything because it's going to, that'll be a hint. <laughs> name one of the 10 most popular male dog names in 2022. I mean, 10 names, Mackenzie. That's like the Come hard on. part is like, am I, am I the last one? <laughs> yeah, the last okay, one. Okay, yeah, I'm you're, just going to... You're ruining the game. We're okay. waiting, okay, okay, waiting on <laughs> Sam as well. Oh. Is everybody ready? You have an answer, Mackenzie? I don't feel so confident. Just send okay, it. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying oh. Scout. Oh, that's smart. Chili saying Boone. Hanzi mm. saying river, oh, Mackenzie saying moose, moose Christine saying bear, Sam saying Bodie. We have, I think, one correct answer oh, in the man. room. It's bear. Christine oh, got it right. Dang. Here I've are the other too. nine. Max, Milo, Cooper, Charlie, Teddy, Tucker, Buddy, Bear, Rocky, and Leo. Charlie, of course. Mm. Of course, Charlie. I'd like to point out that she has a few answers on her board, so I don't think that she She crossed out. I do that because if they're right, I want to show like, oh, I almost (laughs) 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 showing your work. Just missing the top ten were Loki, 
Jack, Coda, Murphy, Oliver, Ollie, and Bentley. Some of these dog names were also among the top human names for boys. Leo was the highest from the list at 22. That's followed by Cooper at 53, Milo at 120, Max at 156, Charlie at 178, and Tucker at 197. I feel like if this were just a Gallatin County survey, I think 78% of that would be Bridger. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Bridger, Madison, River, mm-hmm. Rio, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sage. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yes, yes, Do the people in this room, do you know more Cooper dogs or Cooper humans? I know one dogs. Cooper dogs. human. Dogs. How about Cooper. Milo? Do you know more Milo yeah. humans? Milo. So Milo, Milo Leo sound a lot like no. <laughs> right. Good name if you want oh. to screw up a dog. Uh-huh. That's right. That's a good point. And we do have a Max in the office, Bo. which is the number one. You don't hear yeah. Rover anymore. Or Bear. <laughs> like the classic Bear one. cracks me Spot. up, too, because yeah. imagine being Snoopy. out in the woods and you're looking for your dog and you're screaming <laughs> Bear. <laughs> yeah. That's like my most sage advice, right? Is like, mm. whatever you pick, you better be comfortable screaming it in a park full of strangers <laughs> at the top of your lungs. Question three. The topic is fishing. Which of the seven natural wonders of the world is also a world-class fishery for Spanish mackerel, black marlin, and giant trevally? Well, now I got to remember what the seven wonders yeah. of the world are. Yeah, I don't... Seven <laughs> natural wonders of the world. Which of the seven natural wonders of the world is also a world-class fishery for Spanish mackerel, black marlin, and giant trevally? Is this a North American question? Not giving you any hints. Going back to the last question, Chester did not get one of the top 10 male dog names. (laughs) We are on question three. The topic is fishing. Hansi, do you think you know the seven natural wonders of the world? Oh, no. Okay. No, definitely not. Do you think you know a few of them? um, Natural. Um, Maybe a couple? I can't even think of one. <laughs> <laughs> Cal, you're also really you're yeah. one of the only folks in the think... room with an answer. Do you think you have this right? I think it's got to be a natural wonder of the world. Okay. If it's, but I mean, there's so many unbelievable features. Sure. That yeah. fish love, you know. So absolutely. Yeah. Which of the seven Ooh. natural wonders of the world is also a world class fishery for Spanish mackerel? Black Marlin, and Giant Trevally. Is everybody who's going to come up with an answer have an answer? (laughs) It sure does. I'm wondering pretty hard right now. Chili? I'm going to sit this one (laughs) out, Spencer. (laughs) Is everybody else ready? (laughs) Go ahead and reveal your answers. Cal, flip your board over. We have Cal saying Great (gasps) Barrier Reef. Chili without an answer. Hansi saying Amazon River. Mackenzie saying Great Barrier Reef. Christine saying Great Barrier Reef. Sam saying Great Barrier Reef. They got it. The correct answer is the Great Barrier Reef. Well done, Room. I don't even know how I pulled it. The Great Barrier Reef makes up 10% of the world's coral reef ecosystems. It's estimated that there are 4,000 tons of fish caught by commercial anglers and 2,000 tons of fish caught by recreational anglers in the Great Barrier Reef each year. The main target of commercial anglers are coral trout, which make up 45% of the reef's total fish harvest. That's a badass-looking fish, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ever see Captain Ron? No. no. Is that a movie, a it's show? A, it's a movie. 
It's uh, won several awards. And does he tangle with some coral trout? No, no. But uh, he's, there's a great Great Barrier Reef reference in there. If you're a you know a nautical person, well done, room. Very <laughs> impressed. Everyone got that right. Chester did not get that one right. You'd love it, Chili. Oh, yeah, you'd love that? it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that. You're gonna have to watch it. Yeah. We are on to question four. The topic is woodsmanship. This next great question comes to us via Steve Corson. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. The acronym BTU, as in a camp stove's BTU rating, stands done, for done Blank already. Thermal Unit. <laughs> Cal has Did everybody this one see how right. fast I was? <laughs> <laughs> the acronym BTU, as in a camp stove's BTU rating, stands for Blank Thermal Unit. I should know this. Everybody should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, you traffic in a lot of gear yes, over yeah. here Yep, on a daily basis for we your job. We sell many items that are mm-hmm. measured in BTUs. And you don't know this one. No. I mean, I've, I've written it, writing copy for the meter store, mm-hmm. certainly. But uh, I got to think. The yeah, acronym, you see that acronym a lot. BTU, as in a camp stove's BTU rating, stands for blank thermal unit. Yeah, this is humbling. Yeah, I don't know if I'm listening to my intuition very well. (laughs) (laughs) And this is question four. Chili in your army days, I imagine this acronym was thrown around a bit as well. Is it ringing any bells? Uh, No, no, and correction, since you like to correct people. Uh Uh-huh, what do you got? I was not in the army. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. Go ahead, correct me. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But, uh, yeah, we did throw it around, and... uh, Drawing blanks here, Spencer. Mm-hmm. Well, look at the board. <laughs> it's practically spelled out for you. <laughs> I, Blank a, think of three words. Unit. Oh, I know. Oh, now I know how many letters are in it. Uh, that that's not indicative. <laughs> Every, <laughs> I don't think. I tell you this. I, don't think, I, don't I, I like your attention to detail, but anytime I have a fill in the blank, it has five spaces there. So that that is not indicative. Yeah, this of isn't the, the best font oh. for Ever. doing those little underscore things. Blank thermal unit. Starts oh, with a B. Five spaces. That's not a hint. That's just a, a half It's not a hint. It's every, anytime I have a fill in the oh, blank, it gotcha. is five oh, spaces. Okay, okay. I can't think of a B word. <laughs> you can't think of one B word? <laughs> just... Says HR. Oh, <laughs> I can think of one. Mm-hmm. It's got to be boring. If I think about it for long enough, just give me a couple hours. Mm-hmm. We're waiting on a know. couple people here. Blank thermal know. unit. Is everybody ready? The only one I'm coming up with. Cal, is there any chance you have this one wrong? Or you're 100% certain? I'm 100% certain. Okay. But that doesn't mean I can't be wrong. Okay. Does it? I think we're waiting on this side of the table. Yep. I have an answer down. I just don't like okay. it. Okay. We are down to Christine and Sam. Blank thermal Unit. You can take your time. There's a lot on the line here. Starts with a B, ends with <laughs> thermal unit. <laughs> Thank you. Lot on the line. Chili, tell us about that hat you have on. The hat? Mm-hmm. The Kevlar. Another correction. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're up to two now. Uh, mm-hmm. it is, yeah, it's a high, called a high-cut Kevlar. And it's designed, well... 
for the military, obviously, mm-hmm. and then having Peltors, which are basically headphones. It's for, for people who like to accessorize. <laughs> That's basically it, Cal, yeah. That's you can put a lot of accessories yeah. Yeah. on there. You can put, All you the know, you can put like nods, you can put, yeah. you know, whatever you want on there. Have a party. Yeah. He said it was so he could wear his headphones as well, but he's not even wearing his headphones. Well, they're not designed for okay. podcasts. Okay. You know? mm. Sam, we're waiting on you. Ready? Yep. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying British. Oh. Oh, Chili saying butane. Hansi saying British. Mackenzie saying barometric. Christine saying basic. Sam saying bells. The correct answer is British, Cal, and Hansi. Thanks for being like with me. I like those. those, those a BTU though. is a measurement of the amount of heat needed to raise one pound of water through one degree Fahrenheit. A gas stove in your home can be up to 18,000 BTUs, while a backpacking stove will have about half of that. BTUs are also how people judge what trees make for the best firewood. Oh. Question five. The topic is gear. The Bass Pro Shops corporate headquarters are located in this state. Haven't we had this question before? We have not. We can talk about it afterwards. I know what you're thinking of, but it is not the same. Again, question five. Topic is gear. The Bass Pro Shops corporate headquarters are located in this state. Some confidence from Sam and Chili. Sam, do you have this one right? Yes. Chili, do you have this one right? Maybe. Is this confidence born out of you guys have been there? You just know the brand that well. Been there many times. Okay. Good on you, Sam. That's gonna uh, help. I thought I heard something through the grapevine one mm. day. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm just going with that. Looking for the state where the Bass Pro Shops corporate headquarters are located. I feel like that might have been a little hint there, Sam. Well, unless I mean, they moved. Well, you know. well, a hint as far as if you've been there many times, I know where you're from, mm. where you grew up. Mm. So if I was an educated man, which mm-hmm. I'm not, I'd go with that. Mm-hmm. Chili's not going to let it change his answer. Though. I might, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I just saw I was uh, in, a, in a state where... Uh, Bass Pro has a, a store, and mm-hmm. uh, that store has a hotel on it, mm-hmm. and it just got named, like, the what? best hotel. Okay. That's cool. Oh, wow. In that state or ever? I did not find it mm. to be. <laughs> <laughs> and is, that, is this informing your answer? It's not. It's not, because it's not. I don't think it's the same. Does everybody have an answer? Christine? Yeah. Yep. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying Mississippi. Chili no, saying Missouri. Michigan. Oh, Missouri. I believe oh, Missouri yeah, what... is M-O, not M-S. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's what mine says, too. That's okay. Missouri. <laughs> we'll, let, we'll give it to you, Cal. Cal says Missouri. <laughs> Chili says Michigan. Hansi yeah. says Missouri. Mackenzie says Missouri. Christine says Tennessee. Sam says Missouri. The correct answer is Missouri. The room did pretty well. Uh, Our own Chester Floyd. Did Chester get that right? He did get that right. Um, He was just on a bachelor party where he golfed on a Bass Pro golf course. I don't know if it's affiliated with Bass Pro, but I think Johnny Morris owns it. 
Yeah. Johnny Morris started the the company in 1972 from the back of his dad's liquor store at 500,000 square feet. The Springfield Bass Pro is the largest in the world. It's complete with waterfalls, aquariums, a gun range, boat showroom, cafe, archery hall of fame, and more. As you said, Chester, or excuse me, as you said, Cal Chester got that one right. It's a pretty impressive place. Mackenzie, I think you were thinking about the pyramid question. Exactly. And that was in Memphis, which is a question we've had in the past. Um, But Johnny Morris is like ubiquitous in the Southeast. Like he is Mm -hmm. all over anything conservation related. I feel like anything started in the back of a liquor store is the start to a good (laughs) story or business model. Absolutely. I strive for that. The, um, the pyramid houses the Ducks Unlimited um, Museum, and they have honestly, it's it's worth going into the pyramid to check that out. It's a bunch of there's a bunch of cool stuff, eight gauge shotguns and mm. um, big kegs of powder that they use for market hunting and a bunch of punt guns and stuff. It's sweet. Do they happen to have ammo for our punt gun? Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, for sure. Now, Sam James came to us from Sims. I assume that is why you spent so much time at the corporate headquarters in Missouri. That's correct, Spencer. Yep. Yep. Mm. I've been there a bunch of times to talk product with those guys. Um, and I've heard that the like they're tr- they have a room or a warehouse where they store all the trophy mounts that they are mm. getting ready to send out to stores or taking back from stores or moving them around that it's absolutely unbelievable as you would expect okay but But you haven't seen it i haven't seen it i guess it's a it's a great honor maybe to be invited but um we should start that rumor about meat eater we've got some warehouse somewhere (laughs) or like all all the mounts in the world are stored Mm -hmm. over there yeah heard it i heard that from some those stores are pretty neat yep Mm Phil, we are halfway through the game of trivia, which is episode one of the tournament qualifying round. Give us a scoreboard update. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the uh, the Kevlar isn't helping Chili out too much. <laughs> nope, blocking the info. <laughs> He's got zero points. Coming up next, though, we've got Sam and Hanzi with two points apiece. Mackenzie and Christine with three points apiece. And in first place with four is Ryan Callahan. Four. Hanzi, second That's half. That's yeah, awesome. yeah we're, I'm making a comeback. Yeah. Hey man, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you've learned anything, it's that there is always a catch. So when I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, well, what's the catch? But it turns out there isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash meat eater. That's mintmobile.com slash meat eater. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash meat eater. 
$45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, meaning you put them on, they feel great. Little or no break-in, period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Just ask my buddy Chili who's been slipping around in his Tacova boots talking about how great he feels in them. He loves them. Yeah, Steve, they're very comfortable. They're very fashionable, and I enjoy wearing mine around the office and anywhere I go around Bozeman. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And find your new favorite pair of boots today. I want to tell you about an American-made success story and Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. Black Buffalo is all about the history and tradition of dip but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly, but keep the ritual with flavors dippers love. Mint, straight, and wintergreen, all proudly made right here in the USA. Tell them, Chili. The reason I like Black Buffalo pouches is, one, they're very discreet. And what I mean by that is I can throw one in and almost forget it's there. And I prefer the mint pouches. So if you're 21 or older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online. They ship directly to most states or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Question six. The topic is cooking. (laughs) Represent. A Chicago-style hot dog has so many toppings that it's said to look like it was dragged through the blank. Ick. (laughs) (laughs) That's gross. Topic is cooking. A Chicago-style hot dog has so many toppings that it's said to look like it was dragged through the blank. This is a turn of phrase that everybody uses when describing a Chicago-style hot dog. Everybody. Yeah. That's a bold statement. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> Every single person. <clears throat> Did live there for four years. Haven't heard this. <laughs> Dragged through the blank. There you go. First hand experience. You really don't you don't know this one. No, and it's five okay. letters. Can you can you picture <laughs> <laughs> now don't don't help the room out, Hansi, but can you picture what a Chicago style hot dog looks like? Oh yeah. It's okay. it's like it's got very that, specific okay, parameters sure. too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, not a lot of leeway there. Hey Hansi, uh, as someone who's li- has lived in Chicago for four years, is is it heresy heresy for me to say uh, Chicago dogs are whack? 
<laughs> I mean, I still make a Chicago hot dog for dinner like once a month. Okay. Really? So I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a little. <clears throat> I love hot dogs. I want to come over to next time. Ideal, ideology. Okay. But That's like, fine. We can agree. To I mean, I would, I would put the pizza on that, on that. Um, mm. Oh, you think whack they're whack? I, now, what, what was your go-to place? Were you a lose person? Were you? A, I was a Lou Malnati's guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Lou's. I, my wife and I will have one about once a month. We order from them online. They ship it to you frozen. It's pretty sweet. It is. Yeah. It's good. Uh, it is, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Like, it's, it's like. It's, uh, it's as, hedonism in a package. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's like, it's a big, yeah. Uh-huh. When we've all answered this question, gone through it, can you tell us about them? Yeah. Because I need to know. More. Can you yeah. just Chicago. bring some hot dogs in and make me a, a Chicago, Chicago style, style hot dog? I've never that had sounds, one. Actually, that sounds great. I would love yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. I will chip in towards so the many toppings I want it. that it's said to look like it was dragged through the blank. Phil, you seem to have some familiarity over there with a Chicago-style hot dog. Did you know this answer? Uh, I don't think I would have gotten it. As someone okay. who can picture a Chicago dog oh, in man. their mind's eye. Okay. I have a word that would be very appropriate, <laughs> but I don't think it's don't like think Chicago it enough. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And then when Hansi brings those hot dogs in, everyone is going to be using this turn of phrase. Love hot dogs. Cal, are you going to make these hot dogs for us out of duck or something mm, like that? I made... Duck. It's a hard staking uh, process of I. I found like the best hot dog recipe that ever. ever, Like all sources pointed me to, um, turned a lot of moose meat into hot dogs, and at the end of that process, I absolutely had a hot dog, and it was so brutal to make. I was like, this is so stupid. There's nothing moose about it. There is nothing. Yeah. It was just a hot dog. Yeah, it's I've heard it's, 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 it's an cool awful process. Yeah. yeah. You emulsify and emulsify oh, and emulsify. No. Yeah. There's yeah. milk involved. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Dry milk. milk. Okay. Dry Does everyone milk. have an answer? Yeah. Everyone ready? Go ahead and reveal your answer. We have Cal saying gutter, Chili saying streets, Hansi <laughs> saying garden, Mackenzie saying mud. Christine saying dump, Sam saying trash. <laughs> See, garden would be like the classy, appropriate thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no like. We I said, have I, a correct answer in the room. Ooh, Hansi got it. It's Whoa, garden. Cool. Wow, sweet. Whoa. That is sweet. Nice job, Hansi. Thanks. A traditional Chicago-style hot dog is topped with some variation of mustard, onions, relish, tomato slices, peppers, and a pickle spear, and delivered in a poppy seed bun. Danielle Pruitt says it's her favorite way to serve a venison hot dog, and you can get her recipe on TheMeatEater.com. Hansi, do you so think good. that was buried somewhere mm. in your brain that your, your humunculus came up with it, or you were just using context clues of knowing all the vegetables? Yeah, I'm going to come back to that intuition thing okay. here. And, you, you know, listened. Just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Again, I don't know, what, I don't know what was going on there. It just seemed like that doesn't seem Chicago-specific at all. You you go ahead and you Google it. Google Chicago-style hot dog, and you'll see the oh, phrase drag. I mean, Google, I mean, it's a lot more vegetables. Yeah, I mean, like Google's on. never been wrong. It's never. a lot more vegetables yeah. than I think are in a lot of Chicago foods. That's so, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Chester did not get that one right. Fuck we are it, on Chester. to question seven. <laughs> the topic is hunting. What hunting show did Michael Waddell start in 2008? Huh? Who the hell is Michael Waddell? Former guest of the Mediator podcast. My <laughs> <I like Michael. laughs> There's a hint He's for hilarious. our players. What hunting show did Michael Waddell start in 2008? The room is stumped. K 
Cal coming up with an answer, he may be the only one. What hunting show did Michael Waddell start in 2008? Hansi, tell me about what goes on your Chicago-style hot dogs that you make once a month. Uh, pepperoncinis, um, celery leaves, oh, um, a pickle. Okay. And those are like must-dos. Um, pickle spear. Pickle, pickle spear, yep. Mm -hmm. um, onion, mustard, and, uh, and I like a little celery salt sprinkled okay. on top there. I, I feel like celery salt is a must-do yeah. also, right? Yeah, um, well, I don't know. It's, I don't know if you'd see it everywhere, but like huh. the thing that I feel like cooking-wise, there are some parameters too, and people, I think, get really polarized about that, like cooked on mm, a flat-top griddle sure. or steamed, like in that like hot dog water steaming like out mm -hmm. of a cart next to the park. Yeah. That's like real classic. Yeah. I mean, that's... Honey, people, that sounds like you're can hot nail dog. the steamed bun to where yeah. it's super gooey too. That's yep. that's a, that's a delicious little treat right yeah. there. Put mm -hmm. that in the bag after you know. Mm -hmm. Put mm -hmm. it in the oven. Put mm -hmm. it in a bag. Hansi, that sounds like your hot dog was dragged through the garden. Lots of veggies yeah. on there. Yeah, it does. You know, I've googled that. It's all over. <laughs> It's the only way yep. everyone refers to a Chicago style hot dog. Again, we're on question seven. I feel seven. like there's many neighborhoods in Chicago where you would get your ass kicked if you were like, drag that thing through the garden. Yeah, that's where I was yeah. coming at with trash. I yeah. figured there's no, lots no. of vegetables. It's like a White Sox versus yeah. Cubs thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. That line of thinking gutter is very was impressive guess. that everyone yeah. went there because even Chester's answer, I think, was sewer. We had gutter, sewer, trash, uh, garbage. Everyone was... Uh, <laughs> Very dismissive of a Chicago-style hot dog. They wanted it to be gross. I thought it was going to have, like, chili, cheese, mm. like, jalapenos, sure. all that. Yeah. That's why I said the mud. Does everyone who's coming up with an answer have an answer for the hunting show that Michael Waddell started in 2008? Everybody ready? No. Man, I'm struggling this round. Yeah, I'm not doing yeah, too good. Hansi, are you coming up with an answer? Yeah, I'm coming up with one, but that's 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 all we're doing. Cal, how do you feel about your answer? You were the quickest, but still not very fast. Um, I, I want to say that uh, I really enjoyed Michael Waddell on the show. I've met him several times prior to that. Uh -huh. uh, always a, a nice dude. Yep. I can't say I've ever seen his show. Okay. I literally can't think of anything. So it's a guess. Once Hansi is done writing... We're going to flip over the boards. He's writing a story. Go ahead and reveal <laughs> your answers. We have Cal. Flip that over. Cal saying bone collector. Uh, Chili without oh, an answer. Hansi saying shooting big stuff out in the woods with other people. <laughs> Mackenzie without an answer. Christine saying backwoods. Sam saying Waddell's hunts. The correct answer is Bone Collector, Cal, oh, got it right. Nice. You know, I was thinking that, but I thought that was somebody else, and I thought it was older than 08. Waddell Man. said he started the show to stand up for hunting culture. His audience is referred to as The Brotherhood, and his co-hosts are Nick Munt and Travis T-Bone Turner. For more on Waddell's journey, listen to episode 315 of Meat Eater and episode 316 of Meat Eater Trivia. Question eight, we will get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. And question seven was one that Chester got right. The topic is fishing. This style of jig, which shares its name with a sport, is designed so that it won't fall over on its side. The room is stumped. This style of jig, which shares its name with a sport, 
is designed so that it won't fall over on its side. One stat I'd like to know is the percentage of fishing questions that are about fly fishing or mm. about conventional fishing. Mm -hmm. It's a good question. I try to have equal representation across pursuits and the country. No fly fishing questions in this round, though, Mackenzie. This style of jig, which shares its name with a sport, is designed so it won't fall over on its side. No one in the room has come up with an answer yet. Is this an international sport? Not going to help you. That was worth a try. Chili, tell me an example Curling. of a sport Curling. that's not international, you think. Fair point. Fair point. I'm not going to answer your question. I don't want to. Is it a real sport? Like uh, something you play with your hands? Not going to give you any hints. Five letters. Five letters. <laughs> Five letters. <laughs> yeah. Is it in the Olympics? Yeah, I'll just drag this one through the garden and see what we come up with. This style of jig, which shares its name with a sport, is designed so that it won't fall over on its side. I wish you could phone a friend. Who would you call if you could? Probably my dad. I'd call Chester. <laughs> Chester. I'd call Chester. Yeah, Chester. <laughs> Chester would yeah, be Chester yourself. Her ears yeah. are burning. Yeah. The room is slow to come up with an answer. I would encourage you to write down some sport, though, if you are feeling stumped. This style of jig, which shares its name with a sport, is designed so that it won't fall over on its side. Is it this, in the Olympics? This is question eight. We will get a scoreboard update from Phil. After this, as a reminder, two people from this room are going to move on to the championship. Cal, I think we are waiting on you. Really? Oh, no, I have not. We are waiting I'm on you I'm trying to think of sports where you McKenzie. don't want to fall over all on your over, side. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Mackenzie, we are waiting okay, on you. Okay, um... Again, this is question okay. eight. Oh. Christine? Um, hold on. One second. Uh, okay, forget it. It's over. <laughs> Go ahead I and just reveal a your and answers. I'm like, wait, we might be on the we same We have Cal track. saying football, Chili saying bowling, Hansi saying football, <laughs> Mackenzie <laughs> saying skiing, Christine saying skiing, Sam saying football. The correct answer is football Fuck. the room did pretty well. Football jig? The football jig was Never developed to be dragged and always stay in contact with the bottom. But once bass anglers noticed how well the jig could navigate structure, it became more common for fishermen to hop it instead of crawl it. Most football jigs employ some combination of a weed guard, soft plastic, or skirt. Chester did not get that one right. Wow. Now that you've heard the answer, no. do you know what a football jig is? Does it look familiar? No. The, the name is born out of the head being shaped like a football yeah. Yeah. so that it won't Got tip it. over. Got it. Did you guys just guess that because you were thinking of like a sport and football was the first one to come to mind? I, I was thinking that the, like the football can't like it can't you can't Shame roll it over on a different side. But mm -hmm. I was also like thinking about bowling for whatever reason the whole time, too. Is so it's kind of like, Thank I don't you. know why. Yeah. Not the only one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hard to tip over a bowling ball. Exactly. <laughs> Phil, we have two <laughs> questions left. Give us a leaderboard update. Uh, it looks like Chile will not be participating in the uh, the finals. Didn't want to go anyway. It's got zero so. points. <laughs> but we've got... <laughs> everyone else is still in the running. We've wow. got Sam, Mackenzie, Christine, and Chester. 
all with three points apiece. Hansi has four, and Cal's in first place with six points. All right. You know, right. Chili is Hansi always the most points I've so ever gotten. So if somebody were to drop off yeah. Uh-huh. Of like the next qualifying round, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> could he squeeze back in? We could probably make that work. You know, in uh I don't follow oh. hockey very closely, but in the NHL they have like one guy who drives the Zamboni who is like the backup 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 goalie. So no way. The, <laughs> the backup goalie really? gets hurt. They like employ some dude who works at the arena to come in and play, and it's like oh, a very yeah. exciting thing whenever it happens. Heck yeah! Mm-hmm. Hansi, so does do you he know get hockey? paid by the team no. and as a my wife does? Yeah. She's she's a hockey player. She plays on like several teams. I, I don't know winter, the answer but... to that, Cal. When it happens, though, it, it's like the leading story on SportsCenter. Cool. Like, and Johnny see... Zamboni got to come in, and he he only allowed three goals against <laughs> <Yeah>. a professional <laughs> team. That'd be scary. <laughs> That's fantastic. Question nine. The topic is conservation. This next great question comes to us via Justin. Sorry, if you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. This conservation law that blocks the trade of illegally taken wildlife is named after the Iowa congressman who introduced it. This is right up Cal's alley. Yeah. Yep. This conservation law that blocks the trade of illegally taken wildlife is named after the Iowa congressman who introduced it. Back to the point I was making, Chili, you can be uh, Chili Zamboni. If if someone can't make it to the championship, you are our son. You know, I'd be honored because every time I've seen one of those Zamboni guys come Mm -hmm. in as goalie, they always come in and just crush it, you know? (laughs) So that's what I'm hoping for. But I won't be upset if I don't get invited back. The room is looking stumped for the conservation law that blocks the trade of illegally taken wildlife, and it's named after the Iowa congressman who introduced it. Oh, my God. This is going to be painful for me. I talk about this. In there somewhere. Mm -mm. No exaggeration. (laughs) Once every two weeks for sure. So what what do you think? I can can, uh, corroborate. What do you you think the issue is at at this time, Cal, why it's not coming to you? I mean, it's the issue that I always have on Mm -hmm. this. It's the pressure. I start uh, off well, and then Mm -hmm. I get to the later rounds, and I'm kind of like, oh, wait, what happened? Um, son of a bee sting. This conservation law that blocks the trade of illegally taken wildlife is named after the Iowa congressman who introduced it. I don't think anybody has an answer yet. I have a Hansi, singular have letter written down. Okay. No, no. I can I write you a, a short with. history of the law. <laughs> um, it's neat. Uh, This conservation law that blocks the trade of illegally taken wildlife is named after the Iowa congressman who introduced it. This is a toughy round. This is question nine. We'll get another scoreboard update from Phil after this. Two of you know you. what's fun is like we've had questions on trivia mm-hmm. for uh, certain individuals. Mm. Mm-hmm. You feel like this one was, was pitched to you. Oh, this is so easy. <laughs> Just for the record, like uh-huh. in the game of baseball, yep. I was the kid who could like sit at uh, third base and get line drives drilled at him all day mm-hmm. and never screw it up. Okay. The second a pop fly happened, mm. I had just had too much time to think and I sure. dropped the damn thing 50% of the time. Maybe if this was question two instead of question nine, then you would have, you would have had a chance at it. God dang it. 
This conservation law that blocks the trade of illegally taken wildlife is named after the Iowa congressman who introduced it. We have a lot of blank boards in the room. God, this is so stupid. This is <laughs> it's so going to hurt. It's going to hurt when I hear and, this. And uh, not to add extra pressure, Cal, but I, I think yeah. if you like get this one right, you will move on to the championship despite there being another question. But left. it gives the rest of us a chance. Oh, yeah. it's, it's going to make it interesting if he uh, drops this pop fly, though. I think I know the first letter, and I just can't. Like, I keep saying every other okay. word with this letter. Is everybody ready? No. I just said How much time? <laughs> How much time? Chili, Chili has not picked up his board or marker. I just, Tell uh, us what you're thinking about over there, Chili. Oh, you know how I'm. While you guys are stressing out about whoever goes on to the next round, <laughs> I'm just gonna be sitting in my office. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, go. Chili, I got Jeez. some tiki oh, mugs right. upstairs. Dude, if you want let's like, just hey, go have a drink. Yeah, you uh, and me. Let's do it. Sounds like a yeah. perfect Tuesday. <laughs> exactly. It, 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 appears, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it appears as though it just came to Cal. Oh wow! That's this is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> a spirit moved through the room and whispered him the answer. I just had to go through like the 150 <laughs> cases that I've talked about uh, involving. He was them. going through his favorite Iowan Congress people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how it. Yeah, Smith yeah. Jones. I know, and I was doing it alphabetically, uh-huh. so it took a while. Yeah. <laughs> Is everybody ready? Yeah, yeah just, just go. sure. I don't know. Go ahead and reveal uh, your answers. We have Cal saying Lacy, Chili without an oh, answer. God. Hansi saying God. Davidson. Hey. Oh, you did have Mackenzie saying L. L. Christine saying Holland, Sam saying Johnson, Cal got it. The correct answer is the Lacey Act. Never would have gotten that. No. The Lacey Act of 1900 was introduced by Republican John F. Lacey and signed by President William McKinley. It protects plants and animals by creating civil and criminal penalties for a wide array of violations. Significant amendments happened to the Lacey Act in 1969, 2022. Some of the big changes included protections for amphibians and requiring big cat owners to be licensed. Chester did not get that one right. Phil, we have one question left. Give us a scoreboard update. Got chili. Oh, sorry, chili. I, keep, I just. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Zero. That had some spunk when he came yeah. in. Too. <laughs> He's like, you guessed it. Chili's at zero. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we got Sam, Mackenzie, Christine, and Chester all still with three points. Hansi has four, and Cal uh, nice. took that one with a uh, seven. So nice, one Cal. One. Oh, we have nice Cal, Cal moving Cal. on. We have Hansi. If he gets this one right, he will move on. If he gets it wrong, and, and any of us, get it. any of these three, or Chester get it right, then we would have a tiebreaker. Reminder: two of you will move on to the championship. All right, it's serious time. Question ten: The topic is woodsmanship. Cotton balls, shaved bark, and dry grass are all examples of this, which also happens to be an app that's owned by the Match Group. Oh, what the hell? I know it. Why you, know you got to do an app? I know it, I know it, I know it. Cotton balls, shaved bark, and dry grass are all examples of this, which also happens to be an app that's owned by the Match Group. Hansi, do you have this one right? No. Okay. No, no. It's going right. to potentially make it interesting. I'm going to guess, though. We have Sam, Christine, Mackenzie, and Chester, who all still have a chance if Hansi 
were to get this wrong? Not that it matters, but I feel very confident in my answer. Okay. In this one. <laughs> Good. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. Good. So. <laughs> Here you go. Hansi, you've had a little more oh, time. Are you waiting for me? Well, no, that, I don't no. think we're waiting on you. Okay. So I just want to take a temperature. Has, has your confidence changed? We should rush him so that he doesn't get it right. <laughs> and not to put any more pressure on Hansi, but Spencer, purely hypothetically, if we do have a tiebreaker, mm-hmm. how are we going to get Chester? Uh, I, I already asked Chester the tiebreaker, tie so, I know, so I know oh, wow, Chester's okay. so tiebreaking oh, answer. I think we're waiting on Hansi at this point. Sam, do you have this right? Uh, I think so. Christine, do Damn. you have this right? I I, I don't know. I Mackenzie, don't know do you answers. have this right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Hansi, are you ready? <laughs> you wanna you wanna know what my fun hint would be? No, 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 no. Don't no, no. I say not, anything. I, I want Hansi to get this Just wrong. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> because then Hansi automatically wins. Hansi, that's true. We're waiting on you. I'm not having that. Cotton balls, shaved bark, and dry grass are all examples of this, which also happens to be an app that's owned by the Match Group. Christine, I'm I'm crossing off the one that I. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying Tinder, Chili saying Kindle, Hansi saying, what's that say, Hansi? Phylum. Phylum. Mackenzie saying Tinder, Christine saying Fire Kindling, Sam saying Tinder. Sam. The correct answer is Tinder. Shit. Meaning we are going to a tiebreaker with Hansi, Mackenzie, Sam and Chester, <laughs> You're Chester going down. also got this one Let's right. Go. The definition of Tinder is, quote, a very flammable substance adaptable for use as kindling. Some other examples of Tinder include leaves, pine needles, cattails, <laughs> dryer lint, paracord, and paper. Good Tinder materials will burn hot and fast, giving you the foundation for a quality fire. And I thought the lacy answer hurt. That one just really hurt. Yeah. yeah. Who in this app is yeah. familiar with Tinder? Chili, I, I, have you been? Why am I the one that Ch- uses I'm just like, I'm staring at Chili. I was like, he's got to get this one right. Why am I? I don't know. I like Kindle, too. That was a nice. Yeah. Kindle. Like, I was like, yeah. Like, Kindle. Just Kindle. Kindle. Fire match. Yeah, I get exactly. up. Yeah. No, I have no idea what Tinder is. and I don't. No, okay. Don't use that. Never heard of her. He doesn't care. <laughs> Never heard of her. So. We are going to a tiebreaker. Play the drop, Phil. I think just cut it at if you ain't first, you're last, and then like go into other stuff that's funny. I never liked it. <laughs> hey, Phil, f- off, man. Again, we are down to Hansi, Mackenzie, Sam, and Chester. The tie breaking topic is mountain men, and as always, this will oh, be numerical. So the person with it's the closest cool. answer will be declared the winner. What year did the movie Jeremiah Johnson come out? <laughs> oh, boy. Why you got to do us dirty like that? What year did the movie Jeremiah Johnson come out? I will encourage everyone to play along, even if they're not in the tiebreaker. Somebody could get it right on the nose, and we will add an extra $100 donation to the end of the game. I got it. This has nothing to do with you, Spencer. It's not a criticism mm-hmm. of you at all. Okay. Um, I, this is more of like the outdoor industry in sure. general. This is like the only movie that is ever referenced when it comes to like the outdoors and mountain men. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's always like, we've, I think we've had several trivia <laughs> questions about it. It's like the only movie Clay has mm-hmm. seen, I think. 
Well, I'll tell um, you this. Um, our founder, Steve Rinella, it's his favorite movie of all time. Yeah. And I'm guessing that contributes to that. There was one a couple weeks ago with Hatchet Jack. Or Hatchet, Hatchet Jack. Yeah, Giannis, yeah, Giannis wrote that. that one. Giannis wrote about that. Is there anybody in the room that hasn't seen the movie? I have not. <gasps> Are you familiar with like what you. it is, Mackenzie? So yeah. <laughs> well, there's a hint. Okay, that's not even it. I just don't watch movies. You know who's <laughs> there's a what, hint. You don't know the main actor's name? Jeremiah? That don't know. That, that's no, not that help anybody out. Name. There's a lot on the line. Oh, man. Hansi, you you've seen this movie. I could try and figure I out have how, bit. how confident are you in your answer? Like 56%. Like, know, you're, I'm like, you're, like, close. You. like yeah, you're close. Yeah. Sam's got the upper hand. You've here. seen this movie. I've seen this movie. How confident are you in your answer? Um, low, low confidence. Mackenzie, you have not seen the movie. Have you? Uh, are, are you familiar with it at all? Enough to like be I'm... in the ballpark? Maybe. Okay. We'll see. I'm within four years. Okay. I'm guessing. Is everybody ready? Again, a spot on the line to move to the championship. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying 1984. Chili, without an answer. Hansi saying 1969. Huh. Mackenzie saying 1979. Christine saying 1970. Sam saying 1978. And Chester saying 1968. One of you is within three years of the correct answer. I was thinking it was 1979. Sorry, one of you is within two years of the correct answer. Me? The correct answer... Me? Is 1972 oh, making Hanzi our nice. winner of the tie-breaking wow. round? He said 1969. Nice so close. Game, you beat Chester. Yeah, you beat Chester by one grudge, year. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. That's... One year. So oh, close. That's the closest I've ever been. Well done, Hanzi. We'll give you a peek behind the curtain. Hanzi got the invite last night to come play. Yeah. And yeah. and here he is now moving out of the championship. Hansi Zamboni over when here. When do you say yeah. that? Like, like the <laughs> one a.m., two a.m. Was it was it? late. It, it was, was late. <laughs> mm -hmm. And here he is now. <laughs> Shows up, late. no preparation. <laughs> you up? And, Someone and wins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. And Mackenzie, on the other hand, had been studying for this. I she did, said, I did. and none of so my studies close. paid off. <laughs> so close. You did good. So we have Hansi and Cal moving on. Cal was the winner. Now, ordinarily, at this part of the game, Cal would get to choose where the $500 donation for Meat Eater goes. But because this is part of the tournament, we're going to do something a little different. Here's what's going to happen. We are banking each donation until the end of the tournament. So instead of four $500 donations, the Meat Eater Trivia Champion is going to get to make one $2,000 oh. donation. It'll be the biggest donation in Meat Eater Trivia history. Can I have a veto vote on that? Well, you can. You could just win the tournament. If How about that? Me. You could win the tournament. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on. There's some <laughs> conservation always has to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yes, right. Hansi, and right now, conservation. Hansi is and yeah. Cal moving on to episodes three and four. Well done, room. You made it interesting. Did we talk enough to each other? It was. It was good. <laughs> this will be a. This is one of the longer like episodes like of trivia. <laughs> Feels like it went long. I think yeah. we got stumped so many damn times. Yeah. Join us next time for more Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. That was a lot of patience from our host on the... Yeah. He's generous. Yeah. Feels like um, I'm on vacation. <laughs>
First Light has always made the world's best base layers. They are warm, breathable, silent, and odor resistant. But the women's fit and the gear weren't meeting our demands, so we went back to the beginning and rebuilt everything. Re-engineering the gear with the most dedicated female hunters in mind, First Light modernized the fit and added more sizes, colors, and camo patterns. I personally have been testing the women's gear over the last couple of years, uh, from the mountains in Idaho to the plains in Nebraska, and I feel like the fit especially has landed in a much better spot. It's more true to size. It's not as tight and binding in certain areas like a lot of women's fit. Uh, all of the pieces, to me, got an all-around upgrade. It's awesome to see. So for yourself or as a gift this Mother's Day, pick up First Light's new women's merino wool and get free shipping on all orders containing women's gear. Available now at F-I-R-S-T-L-I-T-E dot com.